Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lay. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? I'm all right. Are you, are you feeling my new intro? Is it working for you, Bob? I'm loving the triple Just straight hello. up. Just straight yeah. up. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Stephen's here. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Got a little spring good. in the step. I'm definitely loving this little bit of weather we're having. I tell you, I had a lovely walk on my way to work this morning. Well, while fighting with some friends about where we're going on holiday, but I've finally booked a holiday, so that is exciting. Oh, um, how nice. Where to? Yeah, this little island called um, Pantelleria. Um, and uh, we're going to be going at the end of May. It's like really tiny. There's basically like one road that goes around the whole thing um, oh. and a little airport. And um, yeah, it, and the, the Airbnb is like dreamy. Um with like these stunning views over the Mediterranean and stuff, but it's like there's not going to be any like late night clubs or or anything like that. It's going to be a very chilled, um, maybe a couple of little local restaurants. Do you know what I mean? That kind of vibe. But it's lovely, like little quiet islands. I mean, yeah, I know it's kind of got bars and it's it's getting more commercial. But that's why I love Mykonos because it's still mm. compared to a lot of places, still relatively small. Yeah, um, and I just kind of love that. And it's always that little bit prettier because it's kind of not. Yeah, it's not really like people. It's exactly just yeah. a little bit untouched. You've got a little taverna, be nice. Yeah, God, the food's little... gonna be incredible. I'm jealous already. Yeah, I'm dead excited to be honest. Um, I mean, yeah, I did. I was lucky enough to go away last year um, for a little long weekend to Malta, but I feel like this will be um, uh, this will be a feel like a proper holiday. Get them um, swimming shorts on, Stephen. Yeah, I might even Mediterranean sea. Might even go down south and just treat myself to some new ones. You never know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well up for that. Anyway, what have you been up to, Bob? To chat what have I been up to? So I had like a new, I'd say picnic, but that's kind of probably overraking the pudding. It weren't really a picnic. It was just like a little bit of food with a friend at the weekend. Lovely. Like over like a over a river, which was just really nice. Ooh. So nice, wasn't it? Like mm. it was like the first little taster I've kind of had, yeah. Um, for however long since we last had the sun, <laughs> it just makes you realize what a difference that makes. The ice cream van was out. Oh, yeah, I saw my first ice cream van as well this weekend. Yeah, it's like they've been revving up waiting to go. Oh, I bet they can't wait. They've stocked <laughs> up on the lemon ice. Oh, yeah, lovely. And the fab lolly. <laughs> I like a fab, I like a zap. The, um, oh, the, like, was that? Did that have the, like the strawberry milkshake in the middle? Was that um, like a, a thick strawberry thing that you bit into? No, no, there's a, that's a Twister. You get it. Like oh, I love a Twister because you kind of sometimes you go, do I want an ice cream? Do I want a lolly? Yeah, have both. Have both. Mix it up. But no, they used to be, I'm sure it had chocolate on the app, or was it a knobbly bobbly? I'm sure there was one that kind of had like a frozen strawberry almost oh. set but chocolate. And I'm sure I think I know the one you mean. A fab? Is it a fab? A Did fab. You mean? I think that's with the chocolate mean. with the sprinkles on. Yes, with the sprinkles, yeah. like the old hundreds okay, yeah. and thousands. That's a fab. I'm not a, a zap. <laughs> or, a, or a twister. I mean, honestly, we're, we're we need to get ourselves a little ice cream van. You can imagine. Oh, what Bob a treat! And Steve go around vlogging <laughs> the vlogging their fabs. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> oh, fab babes, I'm a fab. <laughs> um, can you imagine? And you can't um, beat London where there's a little bit of sun. As um, Lily Allen once sang, "Sun is in the sky." Oh, why? Oh, why would I you want to be anywhere else? I love a bit of Lily. <laughs> Lesser. And it's true though, but it's true because London's like when it's miserable, you're like, 
oh god it's all gray everything's depressing everyone's like just pissed off and then the second it's like above 17 degrees everyone's like in short mini skirts and like and yep. crop tops and um, boys in short about. shorts and flip-flops there were short shorts out and about in Essex at the weekend there was people with, when the tops were off the vests were off wow I mean, in, you know, it's the first day of summer and everyone's embracing and longing it to get hotter. And I think <laughs> yeah. if I take my top off... I've, Even I though they'll be freezing come the evening. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. clocks change this weekend, don't they? Which is another they do. Weekend. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be getting dark until sort of half seven-ish, which will be really nice. Um, let me say officially this time of year now, I don't know if it starts this week or if it's when the clock changes, but the, this is such a random fact. I don't know how I know this. The days are now officially longer than the nights. I think you're right. I think you are right. It's exciting <laughs> stuff, isn't it? When you can sit in a beer garden at like 10 o'clock at night and still have like a little bit of light in the sky. I mean, it's literally all British people live for, isn't it? It's like, yeah. we, can't, it's like we, we, have, we, we, we suffer these miserable winters so that we can have, you know, three or four weeks in a beer garden in the, in the nice sun. Nice bottle of rosé in a nice bucket. Oh, yeah, but it's the problem is with me is it's like, you know, it's one bottle and then we're like, well, what else are we having? And then, you know, <laughs> then the next day is a write-off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is nice, I have to say. But we have a very exciting show today. I mean, we, we do. Talk, we can talk about uh, the weather until the cows come over. We probably will next week too. Um, but we have a really exciting show coming up. We have um, Danny Williams uh, from Love Island uh, 2019. He's been on the show before a couple of years ago and uh, to talk about his new podcast, which is great. And um, we also have from Drag Race UK versus the world, which I always find such a mouthful to say. Um, it Jimbo, don't really just fall off the tongue, does it? It doesn't. Um, Canada's drag races, Jimbo, um, who's coming in to talk about his many, many gigs he's got coming up um, and what life's been like since uh, he... Uh, did Drag Race UK versus the world. I'm going to have to come up with a new way of doing that because <laughs> I just can't. I'm, I'm constantly What's the constantly letter? Trying. I wonder, do the letters work then you can make a name out of it? Druck. Druck TW. That just sounds awful. just don't work, it? does no. it? No. So That's I'm just going to have to suck it up. Um, it up. Well, it's over now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's not when we're having to speak to them. It's <laughs> true, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I have to keep it well anyway. And if it comes back in that format again this year, if we get it, I wonder if there will be another one filmed this year. It was very successful, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is another series. But then we can ask Jimbo about this when he comes on. Um, I mean, an anagram. Let's speak to Rome. Is anagram the word? The, no. Um, um, uh, not anagram. Hypnosis. No. <laughs> no, don't you like hypnosis? Um, no. No. It's, um, it's uh, an, an algorithm. An, anagram. Anagram. No. Acronym. An acronym. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Georgia. <laughs> producer Georgia just told us it's acronym. Got it. Because our whole show would have been us just saying random words, hoping it was the right word. So thank God for producer Georgia. Acronym. <laughs> when you shorten to each letter that's in the thing. Yes, anyway. Okay, fine. Good. Well, th- that, those were our guests for today. Um, very exciting. It has been another... Uh, do you know what? I feel like it has been actually some decent show business this week after unjustifiably with everything going on in the world being a bit quiet and um and the old red carpet sitch um but there has been um some interesting stuff anything caught your eye bob well you know me and it's kind of become our weekly tradition <laughs> we've always got to have a touch of kardashian slash jenna kardashianos yeah it, it it's very uh it's very showbiz and it's very relevant so mm-hmm. i mean couple 
a couple of uh, things that have caught me eye that fall in that pit this week. But first, we're going to start with Kylie. Oh, yes, this is interesting. Yes, what's what's happened? Well, she's announced on Instagram that her son is no longer going to be called Wolf. (laughs) Yes, so there was... They announced that his name was Wolf and they put this lovely, I think it was like a nine-minute video. And, And then I think it was on her stories. I think it was... The other day, yesterday, mm. maybe she put actually, I can't remember what she said. I don't want to misquote she, her, but it was basically that like they've decided that the baby doesn't suit the name. That was essentially yeah, it, 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 wasn't it, it, it wasn't him, yeah. Um, which but is I've interesting. I've never heard of that before. Like, no, um, I haven't either. I don't think. I mean, it must happen. There must be people, you know, you a name isn't decided until it's like, well, never. I mean, you can change your name at any time, right? But for a baby, right. it's not decided until it's written on a birth certificate, I guess. And you don't do that the next day. So I guess um, it could, anyone could change it. But like, I wonder if it's completely different now or because they haven't actually confirmed what the new name is, which is kind of annoying. You would tend to have done that, right? Like, mm. um but yeah, no, no longer Wolf or Wolfie. It's um undisclosed boy's name. Um, I wonder when we'll find out, or if we have to wait for the maybe it'll be in the new series. Uh yeah, the new Hulu series. That's a good point. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they were keeping it um uh quiet but until I think then. The child's name is pro- I mean, obviously I, I don't have children. Um but it's it's a big deal and there's pressure on a name. And mm. I kind of think but I always think kids grow into that. Do they grow into name? Because I can look at my friend's children and their names, they it's couldn't be them. anything but their yeah, names. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Do you know what I mean? So, and you're a Bobby, aren't you? Not a Robert. Oh, yeah, but I'm not a Robert. I'm, I'm yeah. a, like, officially a Bobby. Um, because I remember some teachers, if like if I was always like, I was the talker in class. Shocker. It yeah, shocker. <laughs> and I think if they kind of wanted to kind of be strict, they was like, Robert. And I'd be like, well, actually, it isn't. It really is, Bobby. And they'd be like, I bet on your birth certificate it's Robert. And I'm like, I bet it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine myself as anything else. But uh, like, I don't know. It's just what you become. Yeah, what yeah, People's yeah. names are. But I do think you kind of become. Do you become your name, or does your name become you? Oh my god, that's very like very philosophical. Yeah, philosophical, Bob. There's many, many things to consider in that. I never, I think I don't look like a Steve, but that's only because I have an idea of what Steve's look like in my head, and I don't look like that. What would you? Who do you think you look like if you could pick a name? Well, I mean, you can. Good old Depot, if you wanted to. See, the weird thing is that I wouldn't change my name because it's what my parents wanted to call me, right? Yeah. So, I, like, I feel like I might change my name. Well, no, I, don't, I can't really see any, any way. I, I mean, I'm a Stephen or a Steve. I really don't care. Either way, I'm not, like, I'm not very precious about it. Or people call me Len as well. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really mind any of those. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and maybe that's partly because I don't necessarily feel that connected to it. It just is my name and that's kind of fine. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever actually officially change it, but I can't, if I got really famous, maybe I'd give myself a stage name, but... Um, a stage name, a very shabby yeah. name. Yeah, I don't know what, something like Liberace or something. <laughs> it's like really subtle, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Liberace. Liberace Lang. Libos, Libo Lang. <laughs> but I think, like, because I think we spoke a few weeks ago about 
if we want children or mm. to get married. <clears throat> and I do think, like, when I get married, do do I double, do I, like, hyphenate and double barrel the name? Because I couldn't imagine Depends on the name. Bobby Norris. Yeah, but it's, what if you see what if they what if the person's name was Becca Markod Kardashian? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, but something that rhymes with like Norris, like I don't know, Loris. Norris, like, Norris. Yeah, because yeah. there's like, Morris's out there. You, you couldn't really do that, could you? Like, like, well, you could, but I think it would. It's such a mouthful. I, my ex-boyfriend was Korean, and we would quite often laugh because my my surname obviously sounds quite Asian. And I, if I took his surname, what would it have been? <laughs> Kim Leng, which sounds like a Korean or a um, a uh, or a Chinese style surname. Really? I, I'm a. I mean, I really could not look any whiter. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like I, it would have sounded like I was taking the piss. So we were both we were both literally like pissing ourselves, being like we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. Um, uh, so that was so it really does depend it on does who. Depend on the on the partner's on the name. name, doesn't it? That's so true. But it kind of is that thing in your age. Hobby Norris Morris, which is Norris Morris, shame that I can in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has to. Maybe you have to work that out. But I guess, I mean, a, a, a lot of girls don't know. I know some girls that haven't, especially like in the industry, or they, they'll keep their name for work. But yeah, paper wise, will change it to the husband's surname. But um, I guess girls always, or some girls, just automatically think when mm -hmm. I get married, I won't have my name anymore. Yeah. Whereas as a, as a man, I've never kind of thought of giving up the old Norris. Yeah, I do know one. I do have one gay couple uh, friends who got married who they took on one of their names and the other one got rid of his surname and they 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 just both have the same just one surname now. They're both just Starling. Um, but then talking a similar name. Sorry to interrupt. You, yeah, I'm just thinking Ollie Lock isn't his partner's surname also Lock, aren't Lock. they? Now? Lock Lock. Yeah, so he's Ollie Lock Lock. Yeah, that's a bit much for me. I think I don't. I feel like it's awkward for people who have to say it. <laughs> Double lock. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit like if you're in the doctor's surgery and someone's like, Mr. Lock Lock. Like, it sounds almost like, like there's been a typo or like there's been a mistake in the thing. No disrespect, and obviously. Do whatever you like. I guess you've got to kind of sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. If you're someone that wants, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, look at us start asking this, yeah. It, it, like, what's your surname? What's, <laughs> what's your thoughts on? Do you want to be a Norris or we double barreling? Maybe, maybe don't do that on the first date. On the first um, date, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> when, when the, the starter arrives. Yeah. So, anyway, I was thinking. Over the hello, me. And the, are we uh, double barreling our surnames? Yeah. Or? <laughs> um, yeah, but but when we're talking about the Kardashians, right? Kardashians, oh, yeah. right? There is some other Kardashian news you kind of hinted, right? Yeah. So. Kanye, have you seen that he's mm. apparently been dropped from performing at the Grammys? I mean, it's not necessarily a big surprise after everything that's sort of gone on in the last um, few weeks, everything with him and um, uh, Kim. Um, so yeah, apparently his rep even confirmed it, um, that it was because of some of his behaviour. Yeah, I think they said it's apparently because it could be too risky to have him perform on like a live show. Which 
I get it. You know, he could yeah. very easily sort of um, uh, come out and say something dangerous about Pete, you know, Kim's boyfriend, Pete. Or, true. And when or, Sank's live, it's not like it's a pre-record and you're going to try and edit that out. Well, do you remember Kanye performing at the Brits a few years ago? And it was basically ended up just all being like cut to like cut to like background noise because there was so much swearing and it was like pre 9am or something that they basically, oh, no. you could have the visuals, but they couldn't hear anything. <laughs> just turned his mic off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no. It's like that Big Brother thing, you know, when they used to have live from the house. The and it would just be the birds <laughs> streaking <laughs> in the background like but that. But then you could watch them just start sleeping on A4. Yeah, yeah. Which is another award ceremony, which is kind of there's a running theme. So maybe you can see where the Grammys are going. This, but I just automatically then started thinking when he got on stage when Taylor Swift was getting her award. Do you remember? Yeah, um, and that was all to do with Beyonce, wasn't it? He didn't think that Taylor should win and that Beyonce should have um, taken it. It was MTV Awards or something like that. And he was swaggering around with a bottle of Jack Daniels that day, wasn't he? So I mean, like, (laughs) with a bottle of Jack. Yeah. Like, that's not, you know, I could maybe have a couple of glasses of Jack Daniels and God knows what I would say. So imagine getting me on the on the television and then like, oh, I don't know. Yes, yeah, oh, I just think it. even if that, uh, don't get me wrong, I love a bit of Beyonce. Who mm-hmm. don't? Mm-hmm. Let's be real. But I wouldn't have the nerve to get on the stage and go, sorry, by the way, just while you're accepting that award, I've got to actually say Beyonce was robbed or words to that effect. Yeah. Um, whilst you're standing there with your, oh, with your hand. So, you must um, have had such regret in the morning. You know, when you wake up and you're like, God, what did, what had something happened last night, didn't it? What was it? You know, that feeling. And then you're like, oh, God, Ooh, yeah, no. when you kind of get the beer fear. Do you reckon <laughs> yeah. that was the start of their kind of feud? Because I remember there was then things. Do you remember she then, he wrote a song or he referenced her, yeah, it definitely was the beginning of it, right? Like, um, yeah, I can't remember the details, but yeah, I mean, he and then he asked permission to, to or she asked his permission to put mention something in a song, and yeah, it's been a bit long thing. Made her famous or saying she was saying she didn't know about it or something like that so long ago. But that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the story. But yeah, I mean, like, but he's so, up for actually five Grammys himself at this awards isn't he so if he wins I wonder if he'll do like a live link or if they'll just be like right we'll we'll deliver it to him yeah it's interesting isn't it I mean he's become very unpredictable so I guess I guess um we'll just have to keep an eye on that because I get why the Grammy people are a bit concerned (laughs) Mm. um that's our Kardashian slash Jenna wrapped up for this week do you know we cannot predict in seven days when we sit here and we do this (laughs) What we'll be talking about the following week? <laughs> Certainly not when it comes to the Kardashians. I think clearly, <laughs> it could be anything. My favorite, my favorite, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to like be over the top. Spice Girls are not like my favorite artists of all time, but apparently they're coming back for Glastonbury next year, which has been rumored. Like, going to be all five of them. But Victoria is apparently nervous about getting back on stage with them all um, because she's worried about embarrassing herself. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's, you can, you can see why she's obviously a pretty successful fashion designer now, right? Yeah. Known for that. Getting back on stage, I guess the last time she performed with them would have been the Olympics, right? The London Olympics. Gosh, yeah, 2012. 2012, yeah. Um, and yeah, so now she's nervous thinking that everyone will be watching her, which they will. 
I mean, there's oh, no got, doubt. There's no, there's no doubt at all that everyone is going to be watching. But I think embracing, like, I love Vicky B. I was the biggest Spice Boy you're mm. ever going to meet. So I generally do not care if they all stood there and mimed. I'd love mm. it if they didn't, but if they do, I do not mind. To me, it's just like pure nostalgia. Yeah. To have the five of them again, just to me is amazing. Obviously, I didn't go to the Olympics or something, but they did they did like a reunion, I think in like 2009, 2010, yeah. uh, which I saw at the O2. It's incredible, in like a little rose gold or bronze outfit, which it was. But like I say, I, I think she's very aware that people will be looking. Mm-hmm. But she is an icon. And whether you like her or not, Spice Girls was the five of them. And mm-hmm. I think Vicky should have her mic. So, Do you think she'd I, sing live? That's the thing. I, I, I don't know. Will any of them sing live? What I want to know is it only Glastonbury? Because I've never been a Glastonbury boy. Never, mm. ever been. And I'm hoping that they're going to do like a little bit of a tour with it. If not, I'm almost going to think, can, well, I don't think it's that easy to even get a Glastonbury ticket, but I'm now thinking, shall I get a Glastonbury ticket just to go and see the Spice Girls? Which isn't well, something anyone's ever said. <laughs> but I guess you need to wait and see what the lineup, if it's definitely confirmed. But like, I went to Glastonbury the Beyonce year. It's the only time I've been, which was was she incredible? Actually, that may have been 2012 as well, 2011, 2012. And um, yeah, but I was so wasted that I honestly really can't remember much of it. Quite, quite frankly, like, um, and that's the thing with Glastonbury is it is like a bit of a law until it's unto itself for those couple of days um so you it can end up yeah being a bit messy i'll say um, i want her to not put too much pressure on herself and i hope that the stories have just kind of like it's just rumor meal because the fact is when is it 2023 glass or is it later this year it no, it's, it'd be for next year's one so 2023 next year. yeah so i hope she hasn't already got anxiety worrying about it now because, I mean, I personally don't know Victoria, but what I kind of, what I see when I see her or when I have seen certain interviews or chats with her over the years, I kind of think she's very clever that she kind of, I know she was kind of very famous for the not smiling pap shots and that. I actually think she's a very funny girl. Oh, and yeah, I think she Behind is, closed doors, I reckon she is the biggest laugh mm. having a drink I've with her. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, if whatever you've got, to, like, you go out there and put your, your posh character on. We know you're Victoria Beckham now. Do you know what I mean? You're posher than posh. But you'll pull it out of the bag. And like I say, if, don't even turn your mic on. Take the batteries out if you want, Vic. <laughs> Just be there. But do you think that I don't see, because what I, what I worry about her in that circumstance is what if the Glastonbury crowd turns on her? That's, oh, that's you can't like... turn on Vicky B. I would have it. I'll be there supporting her. <laughs> With the one at the front. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's what I worry about. Because they were supposed to be doing something for the Queen's Jubilee this year, but apparently that didn't sort of work out. That would have been a good little like rehearsal for her. I'm sure she can still hold a note. And it's not as if she oh, was God, like, yeah. she was never like the most powerful singer in the world, was she? So, um, yeah, I guess, um, I, I mean, I'd be, as, as much as I said I'm not the biggest fan, I'd be keen to see it. So hopefully Absolutely. it happens. And I don't think anyone, when you go to see the Spice Girls and, and no tea, no shade, as I say, biggest Spice Boy going, but we're all very aware we're not going to see Adele. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you it's in Britney Spears. You know, you know like, what time it is. Do you know what I mean? It's nostalgia. Yeah. Um, well, we can but hope. Let's keep our fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. We'll, we'll get ourselves a couple of Glasto tickets. We'll get ourselves a nice tent. I need a yurt, babes. I can't do that. An ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a way to get in. Um, well, very exciting. Our first guest, Jimbo, is here. So um, let's get him in for a chat. Fab. Hello. 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 Good. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? So good to see you. Really good. So thank nice thank you for that. joining us. Thank you for having me. Are you, are you at home? No, I'm currently in Cardiff. Oh, okay, very glamorous. Well, at least you've um, at least you've come at the right time for like a bit of sun, right? Yeah, today is beautiful. It's nice and sunny. Apparently, it's not that often sunny here in Wales. So they said I brought the weather in with me. This yeah, is our summer. Canadian weather? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like home right now. <laughs> so, um, so how have you been? How's life been since? Um, well, I mean, obviously you recorded. And I have problems saying Drag Race UK versus the world. I feel like we need, uh, we were talking earlier in the show, need an acronym. But you obviously filmed it a, a long time ago. But how's, how's life been since? Life since has been awesome. I've just been, we spent a lot of time just in anticipation of the show and what the response would be. And um, I think we were all just really excited and had just such an incredible time just as the whole show came out and there was just so much excitement around it and so much debate online and so much excitement and drama. So it was like, it was a short like short series, but I think there was a lot of stuff that happened. It was very action packed. How did you find watching it back? Because I'm always interested because obviously, as we know, when filming a show, so much gets cut out to make an episode. Are you happy with the edit? Yeah, totally. I think it was really funny. I think it sort of captured the highlights of, um, you know, the main stories happening there. Like you said, there's a lot that goes on in the day of filming and they can't really show everything. But um, I think the stuff that they do pick is, was really funny. And um, and I just love the way it portrayed everybody. It was very accurate and very funny. And what's the group chat saying? Is there still a group chat? <laughs> yeah, there's a group chat. I think everyone's really busy right now. So there hasn't been live action in it. But yeah, we we all have a little group chat and I still have my group chat with my Canada's Drag Race sisters. You obviously, I think, I think more than anyone, like uh, obviously your reputation is for being like a bit weird. And that's like really like fun and exciting to watch like on TV. And it came across, you came across really well, like, especially I think in that like talent challenge, I mean, like the memes I've seen since then of like, you know, you poking your head around the corner and all those things, like people are really obsessed with it. Were you expecting such a good reception from people? Uh, I guess like, you- I, I, w- I never really tried to like expect too much. I kind of like, like to just like take it as it comes, but I knew I sort of chose that because I had had some success with it previously in my theater community and in my local community at home, I performed it in my house. I have a little stage in, in my studio in Victoria. And so I performed it there for a group of friends and, and community people. And it went really well and it was really fun. So I, I had a feeling that people would, would like that character. So now you've got a couple of drag races under your belt. Would you potentially do another if Rue was to call? The new Jujubee. Yes. yes, I would definitely. Anytime Rue calls, you got to answer. You have to take advantage of this moment. And um, yeah, I think if you 
have the ability to participate it takes a lot like mentally emotionally and financially to do it so i think as long as you know i'm in the place to do it i'm going to definitely do it and um yeah i love being on tv i love being on the show and um i'm hoping to do other stuff as well beyond drag race would be amazing i think i think one of my favorite things about watching watching you on the show was definitely like um (laughs) you get a sense when rue is enjoying what he's seeing or not right and I feel like although you're probably not like he he seems to have like more of a penchant for like um the glamorous queens you obviously can do that but he does really find you entertaining did you feel that when you were doing it doing the show yeah definitely I think I definitely um being you know I'm a little bit of an older queen compared to some of these girls and so um I think he got some of that reference and he also knows a bit about my life story and um really just said that that he could feel a lot of my life story in my performance and a lot of like the flavor of who I am um reminded him of some of his roots in New York and in those art scenes that there and Mm. I think he you know he just saw a bit of himself and a bit of you know like alternative art and punk rock that's so true and actually I forget I forget that because he did actually start out very similar didn't you when you see pictures of him like in the 80s he was really like punk rock wasn't he quite different to necessarily how he looks now well those those are the roots of drag drag Mm. is comes out of being punk and and going against the system and it wasn't always a mainstream art form it was something that was really not always looked upon as the greatest thing and often the drag queens were with the prostitutes the drug dealers and the hookers and the homeless people um and in the marginalized gay communities where these things weren't accepted so this art form has been a struggle to get to where it is yeah, yeah. and so i think that that's he sees a lot of that in in my drag as well and did you enjoy filming over here in the uk I love being in the UK. I love all the accents. I love how you can go, um, you know, to any number of directions and end up in a totally unique place with a unique accent and a whole different culture. It's just amazing here. And the drag fans here are just incredible. The energy, the excitement, it feels like so, I feel like a rock star when I'm turning around here. It's amazing. <laughs> and how was the reaction on social media? Like, as it, you obviously pre-recorded but as it's going out is it because it's huge that the whole the whole franchise now obviously but because it was something that's never been done and the first how how was like that the fans on social I'd say they're really positive. I think, you know, these Drag Race fans are very passionate and they're very vocal and they, um, you know, are definitely online in force. And it's not always 100% positive, but I would say if you take the high notes of what the majority of people are saying, it was really positive. And, um, you know, of course, there is in any good art form and in any good story, there's, you know, a lot of feelings and there is a lot of polarity and so you know it caused a lot of discussion and a lot of emotion and um when you're making a story and when you're telling a story that's what you want you want those highs and those lows and those emotions and you want the buy-in and the excitement and so i think it was really successful and i think people really loved it and it caused a lot of conversation which is the best absolutely and obviously this has led to some uh, we when I was looking at all of the tours and things and shows you've got coming up, it's led to a very busy 
schedule for you, hasn't it? What stuff have, uh, can people come see you in, in the next sort of few months? Well, I will be leaving the UK and I'll be touring across Canada with Murray and Peter Presents um, with a really cool cast, Candy Muse, Crystal Method, Heidi Amazing. and Fawzett, my sisters from Canada, Priyanka and the Queen Isis, our reigning Canadian queen, and a whole bunch of other um, amazing performers. So it's really cool to be counted among really awesome performers like that. And I'm really excited as a fan of drag and drag race to meet all these girls and to perform with them. And after that, I'll be going to DragCon in LA and doing some filming there for a new project and um, doing DragCon, which will be my first DragCon. So I'm so excited to meet all the fans and to meet a whole bunch of my sisters. And then I'll be headed back here to the UK to tour with Club Kids for the Twisted Circus tour. And uh, Bag of Chips and I have a European tour where we're going to go to Paris and Zurich and Cologne and Berlin and um that is gonna be messy yeah. you and bagger together my god yes. <laughs> so we're so excited for that and then i have a another u.s tour and then more tours here in the fall for a halloween show with some events are you so tired um i'm excited i'm also i'm sober and so i basically if i was drinking and trying to do this i would definitely be run into the ground mm-hmm. but luckily i'm you know trying to stay healthy and be responsible because being a touring drag queen is super intense it's a new hotel new city basically every day a new crowd a new audience and i want to be fresh and i want to um really enjoy it and have a long career so i've i'm yeah i'm managing and having a lot of fun and this year i have basically bookings until next year so i'm going to be <laughs> dancing and twirling like every day forever I can't wait. So before you know it, it will be Christmas. (laughs) Do you ever get much time to actually enjoy where you're going though? Or is it quite like, you know, do a rehearsal, do the show? Yeah, it's basically basically just on the tour, you're kind of traveling in the morning, then you're arriving mid-afternoon, you're getting into drag. It takes me like three to four hours to get ready. And so by the time I'm done getting ready, it's time for the meet and greet and then the show. And then after the show, we're back to the hotel. We pack our bags, load into the van the next morning early and off to the next town. So only on days off do we get to see things. And so up in uh, Edinburgh, I went to a beautiful castle there. And mm-hmm. um, so we try to find, we, we drove by Stonehenge the other day, which was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's moments where we get to take in some of the culture. And I went to Drag Idol in Newcastle last night. Or oh, wow. What was that like? It was amazing. It was incredible. They had a really, really amazing cast. It was the finalists. They crowned their winners, which was a drag king and drag queen duo. And it was amazing. I I loved seeing that, um, you know, alternative drag and theater based drag, which takes a lot of intention and a lot of thought. And I just love that story behind it. And so I thought it was great. She mentioned you'd like to do more TV projects away from drag races. You got your eye on anything else? What, what would well, be the dream not, TV gig? Yes, not necessarily away from Drag Race. I would do Drag Race forever, but I would say like any, I'm basically open to anything. If I want to be on like Big Brother and be locked in a house with people, do I want to be on like the one where you're hunted, you're like scratched up and digging holes and leaves. Naked and, and afraid. Naked <laughs> and afraid. I, I don't know if I would do that when I'm not like that <laughs> I think I would do it if I could wear my silicone um, like nude suit that I have. <laughs> 
and I would be technically not naked, but I would appear naked and I would have my warmth because it's kind of like a sleeping bag a little bit. So I have seen the the plate that you wear on on videos and stuff. It is they are huge. Your your boobs are huge. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, is it comfortable or is it quite difficult to wear? I mean, I've got no concept. Um, it's really, really, really heavy and it's really, they weigh like over 35 pounds. And so between Jeez. the corset and my heels and everything, it sort of holds your body in a really weird position. So it's a kind of, it's a, it's a lot, it's a burden, but it's, I, I would say like as a clown, it's all about big shapes and about, um, you know, kind of looking at things in funny ways and so you know it's worth it to me because it makes me feel it makes my waist look snatched and makes and you know it's just if it's my fantasy it's me living my full fantasy of having these huge beautiful breasts and yeah it's i'm i'm just so grateful to china for making them is it nice when you get back to the hotel though and you take it off and you just all take your boobs off so you're like right i'm gonna have a burger or a club sandwich yes that's exactly what i do i slither out of them they're usually throw them across the room well i have to be gentle with them they're very fragile very expensive expensive. so i have to lay i have to sit them down on a surface and then i sort of back out of them carefully and with that's the an art in itself even getting out of it yeah it's it's a whole production my, my partner brady helps he holds the back up as i slither in and out of it bless him i bet he's got it down once you've done it a couple <laughs> of times i'll bet it's just like doing your shoes up yeah it's like pit stop <laughs> i really i really like the idea of it being like like the new version of like clown shoes is just to have like, you know, like instead of giant, a giant pair of big floppy shoes, you just have giant boobs that you have to like remove at the that. end of every day. Yeah, Do you enjoy that. those kind of like more intimate things? Those kind of like that, those kind of settings where I've seen you be- perform or can they be quite intense? You, so you're talking about smaller venues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I would say like as a clown and for me, it's a really a lot about the audience and being with the audience. And so I really love being really close to the audience and going into the audience and vibing with the audience and dancing with the audience. So I love the audience. I love my fans and I love meeting the fans. And so, um, yeah, that's that's my favorite part. So I love being in small clubs. I love that that sort of like intimate connection because that's what really a lot of people are looking for when they're coming to a show or when they're meeting a drag race queen or a queen in general they're looking for that moment of connection and Mm -hmm. they want to be seen they want to party with you they want to be you know feeling that vibe and so i think in a smaller venue it's just it's all the more exciting because you're that much closer to this person that you're excited to see and then you're immersed in this energy and this vibe uh, for that time so after, after Cardiff, what, what's tomorrow got in store? Where's the next stop? Or straight back to Canada? No, we go to Leeds for the final show and then back to Canada for my tour across Canada. I'm actually intrigued about Cana- the Canadian drag scene because other than drag race or Canada's drag race, I actually don't really know much about it. Like, is there, is it quite varied? Is there quite lots of like different kinds of things going on or is it kind of a smaller scene? I'm really not sure. Um, I would say it's like a very spread out scene. There's pockets of drag across the country. Canada is really spread out. Mm, and yeah. 
So we have drag, a huge drag center in Montreal, a huge drag center in Toronto, and then um, bigger drag scenes in Vancouver. And then we have other scenes in the other major cities in Winnipeg and Edmonton and Calgary and um, Victoria and, and those kinds of places, Ottawa. So there are these hot spots of drag across the country, but um, in terms of venues and gay clubs and places for queens to perform, they're pretty, they're usually, you know, one or two maximum in these smaller towns and, and a little few more in the bigger places like Montreal and Toronto. But um, a lot of times people are kind of creating their own spaces. They're finding, you know, halls to put on parties or they're, you know, renting event spaces. I feel like Canadian drag's very, like DIY, find a way to make the art and show it to people and share it. And so I think it really makes really cool, um, unique drag and, and unique drag settings. Do you find the audience very different here to back home, like when you're performing? Well, there's just, uh, I think, a greater number of drag fans here in the UK. Like, I think mm. it's a people that really loves drag. And I think the culture around drag and seeing drag is um, just a bit more uh, common over here. And so there's this huge support, this huge fan base. And so it really makes for this just incredible drag scene over here where there's this feedback loop of audience and places to see it and and then queens coming up in the drag scene here and uk drag race helps to showcase those people and and give um you know goals for entertainers to you know potentially be on the show one day and so i think yeah there is definitely a difference and canada has amazing drag fans and great drag scene as well and there's a lot of similarities i think between the two I'm actually hoping to go to, I'm visiting a friend in Boston at the end of the year and he would, he would quite wants to go to Montreal. Um, oh. um, and a, a friend, a Canadian friend of mine said that Montreal is very famous for its like strip clubs. Is, yeah. is that, that's the thing, right? Like I was like, well, I've never been to like a male strip club. I don't know if I'd be like, if that would be a thing I would be interested in seeing, oh. maybe. Get your get your five dollars. <laughs> get your bills. Go go. Really? Is it yeah. worth going to? Oh my god, it's the best. There are like some really bad dancers that are just like very you know awkward looking. Those would probably be my favorite ones. So yeah, sorry they're, for them. they're like awkward <laughs> in the way that they're probably a straight person trying to make some extra cash and they're got it, got awkward it. dancing. But there are. Um, you know, some really sexy dancers there. And it's also the porn capital of Canada as well. There's a lot of porn there and it's a very European place. So it's, it's mm -hmm. got like, you know, that sex vibe that Amsterdam or those sort of like, you know, where there's a little bit more res risque business. Happening. I'm sold. I'm I was going to say that is completely <laughs> confirmed. He'll be booking flights the minute we end the show tonight. Yeah, <laughs> probably Yes, get them ready. It's so fun there. I love Montreal. And they have a really great drag scene and just a great sense of humor. It's, it's awesome there. Oh, I really hope I get the opportunity to see some of it. Well, um, Jimbo, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and thank you. Best of luck with your incredibly full diary. I know. I can't believe it. I feel so lucky and so grateful. And it's just amazing. Thank you so much. Safe travels home. Thanks, Bobby. Thank Take you so care. much. See you soon. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Thanks, Stefan. What a sweetheart. You're so, you are booking flights tonight. <laughs> you? Don't have to, you don't have to um, 
uh, tell me twice. I, do you know what? I have? I say I've never. I have actually been to one male stripper bar in the Philippines, um, and I gave a guy far too much money, and it has put me off. <laughs> going again. I actually remembered as I was saying it. Um, so I yeah. didn't even know they was a thing. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do? You give him your money, and what he, he just gives you a little dance. Got a little lap dance, but that no, you give him the money as he's doing it. But the second I put a bit too much money in, he was off because he'd done his job, and I'd given him all I needed to. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yes. And so. also, it's like when it's like foreign cash, it's a bit like monopoly money, isn't it? You don't really know what you're doing with it. You so, don't know um, if it's free pay off. 300 300 quid yeah. <laughs> um well i hope my mum's not listening to this episode yeah. but anyway um <laughs> onwards and upwards we have uh we have our next guest um love island's danny williams um here to chat so let's get him in fab hello hello danny you're all right <laughs> hello guys how are we doing sorry you caught us both out there i was looking, <laughs> looking down away. Really good, thank you really good thank you for joining us how are you I'm good, thanks, and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, really good, thank you. How are you guys? Really good. Um, glad to have you. So, literally, just moments before you came on, we were talking about male strip clubs in Canada. So, I mean, we're really going like the full wow. all over the all over the shop. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't ask you about that, Danny. Don't I was going to say, I hope you, I hope you guys know that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> that's that ain't the theme of the show. No, we I just had it. Yeah. I could see the panic on your face. <laughs> we had a, we had a Canadian drag queen on, so that was what we were talking about. But yeah, no, um, wow. no, definitely not. I'm just you know we're just all over the show. Today. <laughs> um, so how have okay, you been? How, how's the, how's the last couple of months been for you? Good. Yeah, really, really busy and, and busy with things that I'm really excited about. I'm happy to say. So um, yeah, all things good. I'm healthy and happy. Family are happy and healthy, and I've got some exciting things going on. So uh, yeah, I'm really positive about what's been going on recently. Tell us about the podcast, Danny. I love the concept. Yes. Oh, wow. Where do I start? So the, the podcast is, I mean, as it stands right now, it's, it's a podcast which is designed to help normalise a conversation about mental health and get more people talking about their mental health. We want to kind of, we want to demonstrate that it can be an inspiring and uplifting conversation. It hasn't got to be depressing and sad and shy away from. It's something we can discuss um openly with our friends colleagues hairdressers anyone and everybody can talk about mental health because we all have a mental health right so we're all qualified to talk about it but we shy away from it because it's this big scary depressing taboo topic and the point of the podcast was three mates three guys um talking about mental health but in an uplifting and inspiring way rather than a sad and depressing way that's the concept and I think it's so, and like you've just said, I think it's so important that more people speak about it in general, and especially guys, because yeah. as we've seen statistics, mm-hmm. it's it's still very much something some guys struggle to talk about, and whether there's a taboo there or people feel ashamed of it, mm-hmm. and people really shouldn't. You know what? To, to sit there with a, a mate or a, a colleague, a friend, a, a relative, just to say you're not okay sometimes is okay. It, you, you've nailed it and um you're right in, in guides it's even more of a problem as well isn't it because you know as we all know suicides you know the, the one of the biggest killers um for guys especially and and almost all of those cases are related to not feeling well mentally and um yeah another kind of huge uh idea of the podcast was as well we want to normalize the conversation of mental health mm. but also we can advise and help people who maybe aren't struggling but who are also responsible for creating an environment where people feel safe to talk because that's also half the battle right people are struggling out there we all know that but also some people might not be struggling 
might not be aware that their friends are struggling or their colleagues are struggling and maybe they're not got the skills or the tools or they might not be creating an environment which helps other people feel comfortable enough to talk about it as well right so um that's a massive part of what we're trying to do help people who are struggling but also the people who might not be struggling empower them and help them feel equipped and qualified to help people who need help absolutely and the more people speak about it, and like I say, it's like a podcast for someone to be able to listen to and something to relate to, it just gets people speaking. Or even if it just drops that seed of going, do you know what, if I'm ever struggling, I'm going to open up and tell someone and to not be embarrassed. Because mental health, if you'd hurt your leg, you would go, do you know what, I've twisted my ankle, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be <laughs> exactly, embarrassed to say exactly. that down the pub. But a lot of guys do feel a bit embarrassed. Go, oh, I'm struggling. And especially after the last two years, I mean, gosh, I'm sure most people at some point have gone, this is odd. Yeah, 100%. The, the last two years have, you know, have been a struggle for all of us in some way, shape or form. And, you know, but first and foremost, me, Dan and Ben, who I host a podcast with, we're not health, we're not um, mental health professionals. You know, we can't help people with mental illnesses. But circumstantial poor mental health, feeling low some days, being stressed some days, feeling anxious temporarily. These are all things that we can probably all relate to. Um, and we've all experienced at some point and in some capacity, especially because of what we've just been through as a nation, as a globe for the last couple of years. Um, so I think what's really kind of important and, and, and pivotal with the podcast is the fact that we're three very normal guys. I'd like to be quite relatable guys. Yeah. Um, and people can hear us talking about it in, in very normal ways, sharing our own experiences, how we've struggled, how people we know have struggled. And like you said, it might just hit a light bulb in someone's head and they go, oh, shit, like that makes a lot of sense. I don't have to go and see a professional or get medication or be scared of a professional, you know, subject, a taboo subject. This is something I can seek help with just by talking to my mum or brother or best mate or whoever it might be and and that's really the biggest mission the, the biggest agenda really with the podcast the biggest thing we're trying to achieve how has it been for you sort of like you obviously did love island 2019 right and then uh yes yeah came out of that and then i guess you were kind of living your life like we all were and then the pandemic hit and then that, i mean that's a real real roller coaster right how has it been for you personally over the last couple of years since you did this. Um, yeah, I, I think roller coaster is a good word. Um, kind of, yeah, a very good, a very accurate metaphor almost because there's ups and downs, right? Um, just like a roller quite coaster. Intense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very, very intense. Um, you don't know what's going to happen until you're on it. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. a lot of things you can pull from that metaphor. Um, yeah, lots of ups and downs and, and a roller coaster ride. And I'm at a point now, um, and I'm saying it's only sort of two, three years later, where I'm pretty much everything I do is based around things I really, really want to do and care about and I'm passionate about. And it might seem a bit obvious, but the, the first sort of year to 18 months post Love Island, you're doing a lot of stuff because you're getting kind of pulled here, there and everywhere. And mm-hmm. maybe some things you're not fully aware, you know, what the deal is, or is it really within your best interests? And also I was like 21 when I did this show as well. So my level of kind of self-awareness and what I wanted to do with my life was like so low. I didn't really know what I wanted and stuff. So I'm luckily at a point now where I'm kind of manufacturing almost the lifestyle and the things that I really want to pursue with the podcast being one of them, you know, um, coaching being another thing, teaching health professionals about mental health. Another thing I've started doing this year, all the things I'm doing, like I said, I'm really excited about and kind of going back to that roller coaster metaphor, there's ups and there's downs, but I'm on and up right now and I'm really enjoying it. And do you still have a, a No Islander WhatsApp group? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't know if you guys know, but I'm, I'm really good friends with a few of the lads from my season. And I lived with them for the best part of two years. And I've only just moved into my own apartment the last sort of six, sort of four or five months ago even. Um, but me and the lads are still really, really close. They're, they're my tight-knit group I'm, I speak to every day pretty much. Was it the time, though, you were like, you know, time to sort of get away and do your own thing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the, the big, there's probably a few few factors, but the biggest thing was the pandemic and, and family. Um, I'm a northerner. I'm, I'm born and bred in Hull and then lived in Leeds for a few years. And I've always, all my friends and family have always been up north. And when I first moved to London, sort of five, five-ish years ago, but before Love Island, um, it was for work. I was pursuing a modelling career and I felt like I had to be in London. And then a couple of years passed, I went into, into the villa and then my lifestyle changed again. And you know, like I said before, I'm kind of doing things that I really want to do now and where I base myself didn't have to be so London centric. So I yeah. had the freedom to be like, right, I think it's time for me to move back. And I'd always missed my family so, so much since the day I moved, but it felt like a necessity when I first did it. Whereas now it was like, okay, it's more of a luxury now. I can be at home if I want to. So I just made the choice and the pandemic really accelerated that process. I was like, right, as soon as I can move back, I miss my family so much. So many people um, have done that, right? And it's good for like for their mental health, you know, like... like 100%, For yeah. me, it would be the opposite. Moving back to with being with my family all the time would kill me. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, But that's part of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's my personal choice. Like, And I think, yeah, loads of people have been able to make decisions for themselves because we all can... Well, more often than not work from home now we can do like things differently than we used to and that's actually been a, one of the good things out of the pandemic right 100 percent, the working from home thing and the flexibility side of things is it's been massive for a lot of people some people have, you know my dad for example he works um he works for the police in like a cps role and he had to work in an office every single day and then sort of mid pandemic he had the choice to work from home which suited him way more and he, he kind of prefers that lifestyle now and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And um, yeah, from, from my side of things, like being based in London and feeling like I couldn't leave um, was good at the start. And then it felt a bit like, right, do I need to be here anymore? And then when I had the freedom to move back and be close to my loved ones and my partner, it just all kind of made sense. And, you know, you, the pandemic really showed us how short life can be and mm-hmm. how, you know, if, if you, you know, if, if you want to do something, just kind of do it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I decided to make the move and came back to, back to my home yeah i think so many people in one way or another whether it was moving or changing jobs i think we a lot of us had so much time that we never normally had before where life would be cracking on and we'd be working or whatever where people had time to sit and just evaluate things and like you say whether that was going back home thinking i want to do this different end this like it for everyone kind of had that moment where it was like a a little bit of a wake-up call 100% 100% that, that period of reflection was massive for me and also for many other people I can imagine it was like we're also used to living 100 miles an hour and we're actually encouraged to live that fast like, and also if you slow down a bit it's kind of discouraged it's like why are you slowing down um, especially in the work that you guys do in media and, and all the other kind of you know, industries out there it's like if you can work faster you should work faster if you can live faster you should and you know the, the pandemic gave us all a, a break and a lot of us sat with our thoughts for the first time in a long, long time, looked yeah. ourselves in the mirror for a long, for the first time in a long, long time and, you know, questioned where we're at, where are we going? Am I doing things that make me happy? And all these kind of things that we probably never asked ourselves before. And luckily for me, I'm not saying that, you know, the pandemic was obviously not a good thing, but for me personally, it led me to some really bright conclusions and to some really bright choices and, and changes. 
And I think a few people out there can probably, you know, say the same thing about their own circumstances. So yeah. I'm personally, you know, you know, I'm not going to regret anything or be like, oh, you know, I wish it was different because I'm kind of happy with how, how my life's kind of going right now and happy with where I'm at. So where can people find the podcast? Is it weekly, Dan? Okay, so this is the really exciting bit. So the podcast, season two comes out tomorrow, right? Okay. Amazing. It comes out tomorrow. With season one, we released all the episodes at once and let everyone just binge. Um, with season two, we're being a bit more mean. <laughs> we're doing one per week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny, when we did series one, We've also, like, we've never done a podcast before, and it was something that I personally wanted to do because I wanted to, uh, sorry, excuse me, I wanted to get better at public speaking, and I felt like, and also speaking to camera, so it's something I've already struggled with confidence in the past with doing. So I was like, right, let's start a podcast. <laughs> it's going to help me with this. And um, also, you know, the, the guys, we all have a shared mission, and we kind of want to help spread the word of this message. So it was like, right, it's going to be a great idea. But anyway, we did series one, and it was really clear that none of us had done it before. It was a bit rough, a bit rough around the edges, um but we did it and it was really good and we got some really great feedback and then we did series two and there was way less structure we just kind of freeballed it and winged it and the conversations were so much more fluent and, and fluid and we got not to not to kind of discredit series one because i think it was great but series two felt really really good um, we left the studio every time being like wow what an incredible guest or what an incredible conversation we can't wait for people to hear this so um and that was like three months ago we filmed that so i've just been sitting on this for so so long and tomorrow is the day that the first episode comes out oh that's exciting oh, i bet you can't wait yeah absolutely buzzing it's um I, I was talking to someone the other day about the podcast and you know i'm lucky to have quite a lot of things going on and i've done a lot of things but the podcast is head and shoulders the most fulfilling exciting thing i've ever done and I say that because we have conversations that I know people can relate to and it'll resonate with. And I think for the first time ever, some people are going to get some real help that they might not have seen or had before. Mm -hmm. um, and we've not, and it's not just me and the guys talking about stuff. It's like people, recognizable people coming on the pod, talking about their own experiences. And even I have left feeling uplifted. I've felt like I'm going to cry. Like some of the conversations have been really really powerful and if they're powerful for me they can be powerful for people out there as well so it's been a really really exciting project and i can't wait for season two to come out tomorrow it's gonna to be good amazing well, awesome. good yeah. yeah yeah really it's impressive i've we've, we've, we're almost out of time one final question though are you going to be watching yes. the next series of love island <laughs> um most probably not and, I, and that's not a bad thing i just never watched it even before i did it and even oh really series, did you I, not okay, I never, no it was never my thing um why i did it god knows <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't i didn't know enough about it apparently no I was I like, please really. excuse me drinking from a love i've just realized and i was like that's a little bit embarrassing <laughs> It is. <laughs> As I went like that, I was a bit like, oh, that looks a little bit buggy. <laughs> no, I, I probably won't. But to be honest, I'm awful. I don't watch much TV these days. Um, I listen to too many podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, same, same. Yeah. The no, I, wish, I, wish all the, I wish all the contestants best of luck. It's not an easy journey, but I'm sure they'll have fun. And I wish all of them, like I said, the best of luck. Um, well, Danny, thanks so much for, for joining us, Stephen. Really appreciate it. And, and best of luck with the launch. Hope it goes well. No problem. Thanks for having me. Been a pleasure. Thank Cheers. you. Take care. Best of luck. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, God, Stephen, I'm literally cringing. The guys that are listening <laughs> home. I, like... I, I drink my water out of, um, well, I've got a couple of different, like, what do you call them? Water bottles, yeah. basically. And um, 
So I transferred just because it's been so hot so I could have ice in. Normally I just drink out my fizzy water out of the bottle, didn't I? So I put it in here so I could have ice. And I went to have a sip and I thought, oh, God, how, how muggy is that that I'm drinking <laughs> out of a Love Island water bottle in front of a Love Islander? Well, I bet he's like, you're right, Bob, with your merch. Super fan. Super fan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, by the way, I didn't buy it, guys. Not that there's any shame in buying it. I got it when I did <laughs> after. So it was a gift. Hashtag gift. <laughs> no one's judging you, Bob, I promise. Um, Always a pleasure, Stephen. Indeed, as ever. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, goodbye. Bye, guys.